I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Okay, guys, today is the day. If you haven't left us a rating and review, but you love to listen to this podcast, please take 10 seconds. I swear, it only takes 10 seconds. Do us a solid and leave us a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you listen on. It really helps our show gain exposure. And if you get any value from it, you know that other women will too. And taking a second to just give us a rating, and especially if you go the extra mile and give us a review, it helps us so much. So it's just a great free way that you can support us and give back to a show that hopefully adds value to your life. Now, without further ado, we will jump into the news for today. First up, we have Governor Newsom remaining. So California voted in a landslide to keep Governor Newsom in office. All of these efforts ended in what amounts to a very costly popularity poll for the governor. Apparently, California overwhelmingly approves of how he has handled his time in office. And while this may not seem surprising, I mean, Republicans have not held the governorship in California in over a decade, but... The Republicans getting 12% of the votes to even have the recall definitely suggested that there might be some merit to it. But it turns out that was not the case. And now the governor can return to doing his job instead of fighting to keep it. Newsom has imposed some of the most aggressive pandemic-related laws in the country, but Now, his state of California has some of the lowest rates of new cases in the country as well, as well as some of the highest vaccination rates. And as we know, these two go hand in hand statistically. Newsom said of the outcome, quote, We said yes to science. We said yes to vaccines. We said yes to ending this pandemic. We said yes to people's rights to vote without fear or fake fraud or voter suppression. We said yes to women's fundamental constitutional right to decide for herself what she does with her body, her fate, and her future. We said yes to diversity. End quote. And now the state is looking at changing the laws around recalls in general because this wasted effort cost the taxpayers approximately $267 million, not to mention all the funding that was wasted on all the different campaigns just for things to stay the exact same and detract from what Newsom could be accomplishing while in office. 
If Newsom does make an effort to get the recall laws changed, we will definitely keep you guys posted on that. Next up for today, Larry Nasser's victims testify. So today, Simone Biles, among a few other young gymnasts, testified before the Senate to the abuse they sustained, as well as the FBI's role in covering it up. Many of the young girls' experiences were minimized, and they were told and made to feel as though what they experienced wasn't real abuse in an effort to keep them quiet. A number of these girls were winning Olympic medals while sustaining this abuse. The amount of courage and strength it must have taken to excel in sports, something so physical, despite this extreme sexual abuse, is just beyond words. So instead of me trying to summarize their incredible statements, I would rather you hear it from them directly. So I'm going to go ahead and play some small clips from the various testimonies, and I will go ahead and link the full testimony as well as all the proceedings in today's show notes. They got what seemed like a heartfelt apology from the current head of the FBI who is not overseeing things when this all went down but I wanted to attach this so that you guys can watch the full event and I highly encourage you to do so because this is a super important case. Let's get into their testimony. This is Simone Biles. Thank you for the opportunity to share my story with this committee and for bringing light to the crisis of abuse in amateur sports. Your commitment to ensuring the safety of gymnasts and all amateur athletes is appreciated, important, and necessary to ensure nothing like this ever happens again. Please bear with me. To be perfectly honest, I can imagine no place that I would be less comfortable right now than sitting here in front of you sharing these comments. My name is Simone Biles, and I am a gymnast who has trained at the levels of the sport. As an elite gymnast, I have had the honor to represent the United States of America in multiple international competitions, including world championships and the Olympic Games. Over the course of my gymnastics career, I have won 25 world championship medals and seven Olympic medals for Team USA. That record means so much to me, and I am proud of my representation of this nation through gymnastics. I am also a survivor of sexual abuse, and I believe without a doubt that the circumstances that led to my abuse and allowed it to continue are directly the result of the fact that the organizations created by Congress to oversee and protect me as an athlete, USA Gymnastics, and the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee committee, failed to do their jobs. Nelson Mandela once said, "There there can be no keener revelation of a society's soul than the way in which it treats its children. It is the power of that statement that compels and empowers me to be here in front of you today. I don't want another young gymnast, Olympic athlete, or any individual to experience the horror that I and hundreds of others have endured before, during, and continuing to this day in the wake of the Larry Nassar abuse. To be clear, Take your time. To be clear, 
I blame Larry Nassar, and I also blame an entire system that enabled and perpetrated his abuse. USA Gymnastics and the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee, Committee knew that I was abused by their official team doctor long before I was ever made aware of their knowledge. In May of 2015, Rhonda Fayen, the former head of USA Gymnastics Women's Program, was told by my friend and teammate, Maggie Nichols, that she suspected I, too, was a victim. I didn't understand the magnitude of what all was happening until the Indianapolis Star published its article in the fall of 2016, entitled, Former USA Gymnastics Doctor Accused of Abuse. Yet while I was a member of the 2016 U.S. Olympic team, neither USAG, USOPC, nor the FBI ever contacted me or my parents. While others had been informed and investigations were ongoing, I had been left to wonder why I was not told until after the Rio games. This is the largest case of sexual abuse in the history of American sport. And although there have been a fully independent investigation of the FBI's handling of the case, neither USAG nor USOPC have ever been made the subject of the same level of scrutiny. These are the entities entrusted with the protection of our sport and our athletes, and yet it feels like questions of responsibility and organizational failures remain unanswered. This is Maggie Nichols. Chair Durbing, Ranking Member Grassley, and distinguished members of the Judiciary Committee, thank you for inviting me to speak to you today, and I want to personally thank you for your commitments to prioritizing athlete safety and holding accountable those responsible for athlete safety. I was named as Gymnast 2 in the Office of Inspector General's Report and previously identified as Athlete A by USA Gymnastics. I want everyone to know that this did not happen to Gymnast 2 or to Athlete A. It happened to me, Maggie Nichols. I first started gymnastics when I was three, and since I was a child, I always had a dream of competing for my country in the World Championships and Olympic Games. I was an elite level gymnast by the age of 13, and by the time I was 14, I made the national team. I traveled internationally for four years, attending competitions, and in 2015 at the World Championships, representing our country, where I won a gold medal. My Olympic dreams ended in the summer of 2015 when my coach and I reported Larry Nassar's abuse to USAG leadership. I went on to compete at the University of Oklahoma, where I was named first-team All-American in the all-round in all four events and was an eight-time national champion. I reported my abuse to USA Gymnastics over six years ago, and still, my family and I received few answers and have even more questions about how this was allowed to occur and why dozens of other little girls and women at Michigan State had to be abused after I reported. This is Michaela Maroney. These individuals clearly violated policies and were negligent in ex executing their duties. And in doing so, more girls were abused by Larry Nassar for over a year. To not indict these agents is a disservice to me and my teammates. It is a disservice to the system which was built to protect all of us from abuse. It was a disservice to every victim who suffered needlessly at the hands of Larry Nassar after I spoke up. Why are public servants whose job is to protect getting away with this? This is not justice. Enough is enough. Today, I ask you all to hear my voice. 
I ask you, please do all that is in your power to ensure that these individuals are held responsible and accountable for ignoring my initial report, for lying about my initial report, and for covering up for a child molester. This is Allie Raisman. I also want to express my gratitude to the other brave survivors here today, my friends and my teammates, for sharing their stories and continuing to press for justice and reform. Over the past few years, it has become painfully clear how a survivor's healing is affected by the handling of their abuse. And it disgusts me that we are still fighting for the most basic answers and accountability over six years later. In 2015, it was known that at least six national team athletes had been abused by Nasser. There was even one of the athletes that was abused on film. Given our abuser's unfettered access to children, stopping him should have been a priority. Instead, the following occurred. The FBI failed to interview pertinent parties in a timely manner. It took over 14 months for the FBI to contact me, despite my many requests to be interviewed by them. The records established that Steve Penny, FBI agent Jay Abbott, and their subordinates worked to conceal Nasser's crimes. Allie goes on to list a bunch of other ways in which the systems designed to protect children failed them. And my heart just hurts for these women who were only little girls when they were taken advantage of by a predator. They did the very, very hard work of speaking up about what was going on Hours and hours on end at the hands of this man. I hope that their bravery helps to set a new precedent for how we handle these kinds of cases going forward so that women of the future don't have to be the absolute pillars of strength that these women have been. And lastly for today, we will wrap up with one quick story. New York State passes a law to ban the sale of fossil fuel-powered vehicles by 2035. So New York State has now passed a law that says in 14 years, selling gas-powered vehicles will be officially illegal in their state. You heard that right. Against the law. This is especially crazy given that fully electric vehicles only make up about 1% of the state's car sales. But defeating climate change means setting ambitious goals, and this is certainly a lofty one. The state has a target of 35% reduction in gas emissions by 2050, so this is kind of paving the way for them to reach that goal. The law also requires that medium to heavy duty vehicles, think like big rig trucks and buses, will actually be emissions free by 2045. Dang, baby, that's pretty insane. 
And it will require a huge investment from the state into charging stations and other infrastructure to make something like this even plausible. And this is especially crazy given that this is the state with the largest city in the entire country. There's a lot of cars in New York City. That said, if we don't try, we will definitely never make it to a safe climate. So actions like this may be the only path to a stable future here on Earth. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, As your passion is stirred up, your purpose then comes forward. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop, tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge, and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Katherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh!